8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. Okay, we're not going to talk about Senegal. No, we, we probably have to. Uh, disappointing, not just them being knocked out, but just about every, the five, the big five African countries all knocked out for the first time since 1982 that not one of the African nations qualifying for at least that round of 16. Just a bit of trivia. You know that they got knocked out finally uh, by having had more yellow cards, a poorer disciplinary record. Now, this may sound strange to you, and I stand to be corrected, but I think I'm right, okay? Go to the 1995 World Cup. You know, that game went into extra time. I'm talking Rugby World Cup between the Springboks and, uh, and the All Blacks at Dallas Park. And that game was, what, 12-all at, at uh, full time? And then in extra time, Joel Transky scored that drop goal, right? Um, which the box then won 15-12. If they had not scored and it remained at 12-all at the end of extra time, the All Blacks would have won the World Cup by having a better disciplinary record. Check it out. According to me, that's what I remember. So it didn't happen. It could well have happened. It is very close to the end of that game. Okay, let's get into what we're talking about now. As always, we we will cover the England-Belgium game, of course. But as always, there are big issues that we need to cover. And the big hitter for the night is from the political party called Ahang. And that's Andris Tluama, the leader of Ahang in Parliament. He's in the Cape Town studios. You certainly can connect as well. Uh, 0891104. In fact, uh, on the line from Cape Town, 0891104207. You can SMS us, uh, 40938. And if you are tweeting it, as always, hashtag SAFM viewpoint, SAFM viewpoint. Andres, good chatting to you. I should say the honorable, right? Thank you for your time. <laughs> Good evening, Ashraf, and good evening to, to the listeners. Thank you. Now, I have to tell you what three people told me today when I said I'm going to speak to you. They said, yes. and I should put this to you, they said, ask him, Ahang, dead or alive? Look, uh, Ashraf, there are too many people who are praying for us to die. And um, every day we are proving them wrong. To be sh- sh- short and sweet, Ahang is alive, very much alive. Not dead. Okay, but, but you know, when you say alive, we obviously, the reason people are asking that is two things. One, I think in Parliament, what, you're one of two, two MPs, if I got that right? Yes. Okay, that's the one thing. But the other is, you'd also look at growth since that last election. And, and the third part, and we'll talk about yeah. all those things, of course, the third part would be the, the level of visibility. Now, it's interesting, at this point in time, uh, in the last few, at least in the last year, there's been so little, honestly speaking, coming from yeah. your party. You know, even if we disagree, for example, uh, there was this big row yesterday between Mosiwa Lakota from COPE and Julius Malema of, of the EFF sitting next to each other at, at those hearings in Limpopo. But the visibility of both with different views are, are present. Your organization, Arang, seems to be seems to be very, very absent. You see, Ashraf, you know, we must try... Uh, at best, to move away from, you know, uh, politics that encourage incitement or violence. Ours is politics of integrity. We we believe that we must go to communities and, you know, make communities aware of our programs and projects, actually to invite them to be part of what we are preaching, what we think we can change and do immediately when we are in power. So our different style of politics... We are not so disparate. And anyway, we must also make a distinction. 
that if party a party is not seen in the media, that doesn't mean it's dead or it's not maybe visible. Because you see, the media chooses where they want to go. There are many parties, I'm sure it's not Arang SA alone, which is not really followed by the media, but they do exist. They do work with communities. All right, but okay, let's then talk about, you know, and I'm certainly going to invite callers to 0891104207. Let's talk about the, the all important forecast going into an election, which could be a year from now, could even be 10 months from now, right? Yes. What, what do you think? How well will your, will your party do? I am telling you, Ashraf, actually on the 9th of August this coming month, it will be a Women's Day. We have, you know, intertwined it with our, uh, it will be, a, uh, we are celebrating our birthday as Aram. Yes, you know, it was launched in June. So there will be thousands. I am inviting you, Ashraf, yourself to come mm. and witness thousands of members and community you know, uh, citizens of this country coming to Arang, more than thousands. So this is one example of showing that we've been doing, you know, a lot of hard work, you know, uh, you know, silently um, into communities. So coming next year elections, we are not afraid. We are going even to increase our seats in the national parliament. And we are going to be represented even into other provinces. We will be represented. So we have done our work. Elections they, uh, the, the elections can be the date of the elections can be announced at any time. Arang SA will do very well. Okay, but when you say very well, I mean, g- give us an estimate. What, how, how well? Well, I think uh, to, uh, due to lack of resources, what I can tell you is that we will move. Now we have two seats in the national assembly. I think we will move from two to ten. Okay, you'll move from two to ten. Now, now okay, that that's yes. that in, in many ways that's a five hundred percent increase. But but yes. on the other hand, you know, it, it does it does ask. Or oh, even more, Ashraf. Sorry, even more. Even it more. It might be even more. Yes. Okay. What's what's the what's that the best you think Aran can do? If you're saying ten is the lowest, what's the best you'd expect? You, you know, according to our projections, we were gunning for twenty in the National Assembly. I'm not talking about provinces. We were gunning. We are gunning for twenty. Um, and why we are gunning for 20, we are projecting, looking at the financial, I mean, the, the, the funds. Because, you see, one of the biggest impediment of, you know, a, of a political party is, fa- is funds. If you don't have money, you are unable to reach, you know, communities as much as you want. So with the little resources that we have, with the uh, volunteers that, you know, are volunteering on day in and day out, we, we are sure that, you know, five to six provinces, we, we are even, you know, going to become official opposition. If we don't, we need outright. But of course, as you talk, you know, many others are plotting and planning the same thing. And I'm not even talking about the, the three dominant parties, which would be the ANC, the, the, the DA and the EFF, but then there are many other smaller parties, uh, all trying to do the same things as yourself. So ultimately, the, the key thing would be what is going to differentiate you as a hang from the other parties? What would convince a voter to vote for your organization, your party, compared to somebody else? You see, Ashraf, you know, what I want to say to you is that what we have done, you know, since uh, 2014, what we've been doing those years from 2016, even if we have not done, you know, well, until now, we've been going around, you know, having our first experience so that we can build a manifesto that is based on the wishes and the aspirations of our people. You know, in this country, we have 
we have two nations. We have a nation that started in 1994, that built itself out of a nation that existed before. So what we have realized is that we must go back to basics. We don't need a nation of those who benefited from apartheid and a nation that seeks to, you know, to align itself with the structure, which, you know, to me, it is a product of the previous system. So our politics is around making sure that we have justice in this country. And then we don't want pretentious politics. We want what is, is working for our people. Because, you know, uh, for an example now, when you look, in, uh, you look around here in this country, most of the young people are not working. We need to sit around and see, because we can't have all our people looking for employment. What is the best thing that we can go maybe for, to Limpopo and look uh, to all communities? To those young people, what is it that they can they can do themselves where they are living so that they can survive, they can sustain themselves? So these are the things that we are going to do in every community, so that we don't only flog, we don't flood Pretoria or Johannesburg or Port Elizabeth or these major cities, you know, looking for employment. And the other thing I think, you know, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, as Arangi say, we preach enough to our people that. We need each other as black, white, colors, and Indians. Actually, our wish is to have a country that in the future, it should not have Indians or colors or white or blacks. It must be a country of all South Africans, mm. for that matter, Africans. So these are the things. And we are not going to buy anybody's space. I'm a leader of RNSA. I'm a, I'm a black person. But I believe that we need each other, whether white or black, so this is one of the ideal society that we think for this country to have. You know, we don't need to be like Zimbabwe to experience poverty right. and extreme immigration before we realize that we need each other. Okay, let's pause that for a second. We certainly will pick up on, on what all of that really means. But I, I welcome your calls. People are tweeting and they're SMSing and they're all saying the same thing like, come on, man, you're not serious. And I'll, and I'll quote just now, 0891-104-207. Uh, certainly call in and tell me what you as a listener feel um, about the future of Arang, uh, Arang SA. Uh, Andlis Tluyama is with me, the leader of Arang in Parliament. You can SMS us, 40938. And if you're tweeting, it's hashtag SAFM viewpoint and then check SFM Radio, and you can certainly tag me, uh, Ashraf Garda, as well. Call Ashraf now, 0891-104-207. So what's your question for the, the leadership of Akhang SA? What's your advice? What would you put to them? Uh, you can do that right away, 89 My guest is the leader of Akhang in Parliament, that's uh, Andris uh, Tluyama, uh, and we'll stay with him as our big hitter up to nine o'clock. I'll get to Levokhang in just a second. So here's some of the thoughts. Uh, Bonga in Bukhazi saying, um, and you may want to listen to this, Andres, because, I mean, this is exactly what I said earlier on, saying, I yeah. hope this is not an April Fool's joke. Ahang is still alive, <laughs> question mark. Do they still have the constituency membership numbers, if anything? Okay. Um, and, and there's a couple more I'll read out from SMSs, which are very, very similar. And, and that's going to come up anyway. Let's do this. Let's get a call from Cape Town. Lebokhan, go ahead. Hello. Hi. Uh, I think I uh, just want to contribute and discuss quickly. Well, I'm glad you are. Really- going ahead. Very well. There's a level of intellectual dishonesty when you analyze South African politics. You cannot compare Ahang, say, for instance, with uh, the DA or the ANC, precisely because of their financial muscle that they wield and so on, and the, the kind of donors that they have. 
And as far as I'm concerned, because I work there and I've, I've interacted with Ahangase, especially the leader there, I'm quite convinced that they will do well in, in the next year because sometimes when you analyze these things, we forget that uh, some of these parties do have local or community footprints, like the projects that they conduct locally. So we we sometimes want to bring, you know, on board the question of conjuncture, you know, innuendo and and you know and and so on so that uh, if one is is playing on the public gallery then we say that no it, it's public news so so what i'm saying is that uh, let, let us judge Ahang by the way that it does not by the the politics that it engages and he spoke about the, the fact that uh, they they subscribe to integrity in whatever that they do okay and i'm but saying that okay. uh, i'm convinced by the work that they All do right. and i was told for instance by one of the, the staffers that, that uh, he also pays them work so what is the issue? Well, the, the, the issue is, and, and I hear what you're saying, and we're certainly going to get our guests to respond as well, but let me just say this. The issue is that they may contribute intellectually uh, and ethically um, to, yeah. to South African society, and that would be fantastic if they are able to make the impact. If they don't have the numbers, you're quite right. Not everybody has to have 50%. You can be a substantial party with 10 or 15% of the vote. But at the moment, they're well below that, and you know that, right? The, the, I mean, do you, do you concede this much? And I'll get Andres Tloyama to, to, to comment yeah. as well. But if they don't get, if they get five seats, at the moment they've had two seats in parliament, if they get five seats or even 10 seats, I'm still saying no matter what, how good their the intentions may be, they can't yeah. truly make an impact. Well, let me make this point. I think that the political machinery, without not, not necessarily being their spokesperson, I think that they can improve their political machinery and they, they will need South Africans who are committed to deepening our democracy. Remember, ours is a multi-party democracy and you can't afford to have a one-party state. So I think it is important for all of us, including the donors, to ensure that they rally behind some of these Malayana parties, so that we deepen our democracy, so that there is openness, there is transparency, and 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 and, and you know, trans- and and whatnot, you know. Okay. So, so we need them. All right. Let's let, let, let me say goodbye to you, but you're going to listen on the radio. Let, let's get Andres to comment on that as well. Okay. Thank you so much for that call, uh, Andres uh, Tuyama. So you're, you're someone who's actually supportive of of your organisation. Uh, would, would that be the line that that you would take in in terms of what Liberal Hanks says? Don't don't judge them by the by the bigger parties. But then, how then do we judge you? Look, Ashraf. I think first of all, I, I just want to thank the caller. I think most of the things that he says, you know. He, he sounds like someone who has got an experience of what we are going through all the time. You see, some of these um, uh, things that Arang is dead and so on, it's just other people's propaganda. You know, there are other parties who just want to survive alone. So they make sure that other entrants or other parties that are trying to, are trying to go up, you know, die, you know, you know, a silent death before they can, each, you know, reach their pinnacle. The other thing I want to emphasize, the issue of fund is very, very, very critical in any political party. Even the bigger ones, they also, you know, sometimes, you know, do say there is a lack of funds. But I agree with him entirely. And he said something very, very important that I, I, I agree with him, even if I don't know where he got it. As a small party as, as, a small, as, a small party as we are, we are also, you know, holding the, the, the ruling party accountable. You must remember, Ashraf, you don't need to be the majority in parliament or to have 40 seats. 
uh, or 50 seats to hold the ruling party accountable. Even one voice, even if you, you have a seat, uh, one seat, for example, like, you know, Honorable Temba Godi, mm. he's a chairperson of SCOPA, you know, uh, he is, you know, doing his part as a citizen. So I, I do not understand your, your argument that you need to have 70 seats or 80 seats in order to hold the ruling party accountable. Okay. I am con- I'm contributing to the society. Arangese is contributing to the society. And we are even, he is right, we are even paying our workers well to show how, how serious we are in this country, making sure that, you know, we have a society that can, you know, be able, you know, to take care of it. Okay, well, well, look, the, the point you made of Temba Gori is, is an interesting point, and, and I think it's a very telling statement uh, because he's a massive asset, I would think, to, to the South African political landscape. Uh, the question is, do other people buy into that of, you know, one or two people representing an organization in Parliament? I'll get you further calls yes. as well. Russell, stick around. I'll get to you in a minute. Let, let's then talk about, so, okay, on the basis of you, you haven't, as a hang, you haven't yet completed a full term of parliament, right? Because it's, you've had one election, right? Um, yes. So it's four years now. How, how then would you measure your success as an organization in the last four years? You know, um, to be honest with you, uh, Ashraf, when you are a party that only started in, 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 in 2014 and you, you, you have uh, two seats, what you end, end up doing, you just become an activist. We have become activists. We are responding to all different issues in different societies. We are taking their issues into parliament, into different committees there where we are, even if it's not all communities. So, I mean, committees. So, we are activists. We are going. Remember, uh, our society, they've got different issues. Sometimes it's municipal issues. Not only, not, not necessarily all issues are national issues. So, we are there with them all the time and all the way. So, our success. It's very difficult to measure it, but I can say I can tell you, our people, our leaders from local level to provincial level, they've become voices of their communities where they live in. And are you able to measure those voices? So what I'm saying, I concede, you don't have to have twenty, thirty percent. Let's let's accept that, okay? Yes. But yes. but still, somebody will come to you and say, okay, if not thirty, how else are you able to to show me? That you're making an impact. Now, your point about Tembagodi is a good example. What would you tell them about 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 yourself, for example, and and Ahang yeah. in Parliament to say this is what we are able to do with two people, with four people? Actually, you know, we are in Parliament. You know, uh, if if you check all the hands out in Parliament, you'll see our contributions. We have supported, you know, land expropriation without compensation. You know, we are one of the people who we were very vocal, you know, that, you know, South Africa had of, uh, you know, former President Zuma. So our role is there for anyone to see. I just, I, just, I just want, you know, to know that even maybe we might not be in the media all the time, but, you know, we are there playing our role. Okay. So you, yes. So All right, let's we do are this. holding the uh, ruling party, the executive, accountable. Okay, let's and make, our voice is clear, and every, everyone can see and, and understand. All our right, we'll find out how, how you're doing. Just that in a moment. Let's get let's get some calls. Uh, Russell from Durban, go ahead. Hi, Russell. Hi there, Ashraf. Yeah, good talking um, to you. And hello to your, your your guest. You know, I just I just want to say that you know the white people in South Africa haven't really got a voice because there's always a connotation to whatever they say. But um, you've you got to respect these smaller parties and, and what they stand for and their humility because I, don't, I think there's a lot of humility lacking in the bigger parties. I mean, even the DA is just getting out of hand 
with, with, with stuff they say and do to get votes. And obviously the EFF are just populist politics, hate speech, um, everything take from the whites. That's how they're going to get votes. We understand that. But these smaller parties have got a lot of humility. They stand for what they believe in, and they stick to their task. And, and I just respect that. And I think, like the previous caller, we've got to understand that they are doing a job. And if they get a bit of support, let's give them a bit of support. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Do they, do they have your vote for now? Parties like <laughs> Akang have my vote. You know, like the, the, the ACDP. It's also a smaller party trying to do what they do, and they stick to what they stand for. They don't deviate. They don't chop and change. One day it's getting votes through anti-Zuma talk. The next votes through take the land. Next day it's getting votes through hate the whites. You know, they, they stick to their task and they stick to their principles and, and I appreciate that. Okay, got that. Thank you for that call, Russell. I'm sure the representative from Ahang, uh, Andres Tluyama, will uh, appreciate that. Talking to the leader of Ahang in Parliament, Andres uh, Tluyama, welcome further calls from you, 891 104207 uh, There's some very interesting tweets from people, and I'll check them out just now um, as well, but appreciate them as always. Uh, Asanda Chalia saying, I enjoyed your show yesterday. Uh, it was my first time listening. I will not miss it again. Well, I appreciate so there we have. We've got a vote. We've got your vote to listen in again, which is absolutely great. And hopefully we'll give you exactly what you want every every single night that you listen to the show. And, Andres, let, let's talk about internal Lachang. You know, w- one thing is convincing uh, externally people like myself and other people and, and the caller we had earlier on, right? The, the other is getting your own structures right now. The re- reality is... Uh, besides what what happened uh, around uh, um, Mampela Rampela, you've also yeah. had internal fightings in terms of your leadership. In terms of you know, and you can go through. People can just Google it; they'll find different people claiming leadership and accusations against you, as well as yeah. uh, Mike uh, Chishonga. What, what, what's the position right now with regard to the leadership of your party? You see, um, you know, Ashraf. I think it, it is a, it is common that. Each and every political party, you can you can go as far as UDM, you can go as far as COPE. Each and every emerging political party, for for it to reach a stage of of, of you know of of being stable, it has to go through uh, you know challenges. And you know, in politics, I've never had anyone who resigned from a political party and say, you know, those people are good. I'm resigning because are good. Everywhere you go. When a person leaves a political party, they will tell you that political party is bad. Until they go to another political party, where they will also say that political party is bad. I think it's just a general statement. But I don't want to deny the fact that we have a challenge. We had challenges, mm-hmm. serious challenges. You know, some we even went to court. Uh, you know, the court, you know, uh, 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 made judgments which, you know, I was, you know, victorious. But, you know... This is one victory that I don't celebrate because uh, the whole idea of working with your your colleagues is to make sure that the party goes through with all of us. But unfortunately, as human beings, we work with each other. Sometimes we don't work with each other. We part ways. But when people part ways from the cause that initially agreed upon, that doesn't mean, you know, you know that is the end of the party. They've just took another path from the different from the different one they initially, initially taken. So, and but one thing that I will tell you, Asharaf, if somebody would have come to me in 2014 mm. and say to me, "Do you want to be a de- deputy president of Dr. Mampele?" and I say yes, and he said, "Look, before you can be a deputy president, 
uh, these are the sins that you are going to go through. I would have chosen to go through the river of Jordan rather yeah. than being <laughs> the deputy <laughs> of Arang Efe. Because, you know, what I have gone through, I've realized, I thought I knew human beings. But this political party showed me that, you know, somebody can smile with you at 5 o'clock, and then 9 o'clock, when you look at him, he's no longer smiling at you. So I think that is the nature of politics. I don't know what is the cause of this. That is why I don't even blame Makosi Koza by running away. Uh, uh, From her party, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. So, but Arang SA has survived. He has gone through all the tests. Well, well, now know, t- we are stable. We okay. are moving if forward you... as unison. And we are looking at towards, you know, 2019 as a unified party with a purpose. Well, well it's, I'm glad you, you've you've raised those issues about the difficulties. You know, maybe you know, t- take us into your confidence in, in sharing. You know, some of the actual difficulties that you've had. You see, one thing is that when you when you form a political party, different people come. Some they come from different uh, political parties with experience, but with different expectations. Some are just South Africans who are not employed. So when they see a political party, they see a step ladder to parliament where they can be able to be employed. It's about survival, being employed. So whether you somebody has a talent or maybe leadership skill, they will not agree with you unless it's them, because they know that their end objective is to go to parliament. That's one another problem. Another problem is that uh, people don't want to be in a party that they, they must sacrifice, they must you know, pop out from their own pockets to make sure that this party survives. They just want to go to a party that they find a cake in the fridge and the bread is rammed. So that's where they want to be. So when these people come to a party, they don't find money, and then you are a leader of the party and you are a member of parliament. What they do, they must remove you so that they can go to parliament themselves. So so for now... You've had difficulties, right? I mentioned yes. the uh, President uh, Mike uh, Chishonga. Uh, where are you now with it? I mean, who, who's the president? Where do you fit in? Are you the deputy? Are you the leader in parliament? I know that. You know, give me an idea of, of the, the top four or five leadership of Ahang and, and the relationships that you have. You know, it's just that, you know, Ashraf, I did not want to correct you because, you know, my culture doesn't want me to, to blow my horns. I'm okay. not a leader of parliament. I am I'm a leader of RNSA. So, uh, okay. So yes. are you are you the overall head now of the party? Yes, I am. You know, uh, Mr. Chishonga uh, uh, was uh, an acting president, but he was expelled in 2015, and then we even took him out of parliament, you know, in 2015. So um, we have uh, our deputy president, Mr. Mauma Bill, who is a member of parliament also, and he is based in the Free State. So the party is now stable, you know, very stable. As you know, Dr. Mampele did resign herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. She resigned. So th- that is the party. Those challenges uh, we have gone through, those people who were fighting us, some of them, you know, came back and apologized. We've forgiven them. They are now, you know, uh, you know, they have repented. You know, they've realized that, you know, in this world you must work hard. You don't just fight you to be, you know, you must work hard. You you must you know have people must have confidence in you. They must have trust in you, and you must be productive. People must see the importance of making you a leader. You are not a leader because you are born a leader. 
you must be a leader because people can okay. see that. So, so, so do, we, do we take it you. as it stands now that the party is not divided, yet there can be differences of opinions, right, uh, for the future. But for now, you're, you're all fine. Yeah, you see, now we are fine. And I want to say, in every political party, there is, you know, democratic, you know, democratic engagements. Remember, a political party is not a kingdom where you have a king and a queen. Now, here, people share with you. I, as a leader, people share with me, guide me, advise me, uh, you know, so that we become, you know, an organization that has got research, you know, opinions that are researched. So we are united. All right. Let me let me then get, get your thoughts in terms of some of the key issues, pressing issues in our country. What's what's your take on? Let's start with the land issue. What's your take on the land issue? Look, you know, I'm going to tell you this, Ashraf. The issue of land is not just an issue of land. An issue of land is an issue of identity. What do we mean when we say South Africa? When the majority of, you know, blacks, you know, are renting, you know, uh, they don't have land, you know, you know, they're like guests. So this issue of land is very important. So our we support land expropriation without conversation. But I want to say this with caution, mm-hmm. with caution. When we support land expropriation without conversation, we don't support, you know, uh, incitement, division or, of society. If the ANC, the ruling party, does not push this through, opposition parties, those who support land expropriation without conversation, they must fight to win elections and implement it. In another way, we must do it constitutionally in all levels. You know, so do, do, you think do, you think, do you think there's been incitement? Now, look, I, 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 here is my view. Uh, the ANC is the ruling party, for example. Mm-hmm. They have known the sufferings of black people before 94. They came to governance. They, they, they governed this country in 1994, knowing that more, the majority of this, of this country are living in checks. They knew. It's not something that they, it came in 2018. No, they knew. Actually, the ANC itself, one of the pillars of its origin, its origin was land. So uh, for, for this issue to come now, as it is an agent issue, it surprises me. It, it has been an agent, an agent issue, you know, 300 to 400 years ago. But what we must do, is that political parties, including Arangese, should not use the issue of land as as a matter of their own survival. Because remember, this country that we are now leaders today of different political parties, we are going to leave it to our children. So we must be very jealous of it as much as we have got funny issues. In another way, we must deal with this issue with sobriety, you know, with calmness it deserves. Mm. You know, okay. and, and all, all, all I want to say this also, I know our people are disparate, but if you love your people, if you are a leader, you say you love black people, you can't encourage them to go and squat where they are going to face rubber bullets. You cannot. What you must do if this government doesn't take care of them, we must remove it legally next year so that we can speed up as we think we can. And that's the question is, is the how? 089 My guest is uh, Andris uh, Tluyama, who's the 
the the leader of Ahangsa in Parliament, and as he's also the overall leader of the of the of the political party. Uh, would you like to ask him a question? Oh eight nine one one zero four two seven. There's some SMSs people have, and uh, not many of them are convinced about about where Ahang is going. Uh, like Cope, Ahang is slowly but surely dying its natural death uh, from Gole. It's uh, it died the day uh, Mampele left. It should have agreed that Mampele joined the DA to hide its weaknesses. The couple more, but they're very long. Uh, SMSs need to be short and not like paragraphs. I can't quite read the whole thing. So, what then is your opinion? So, okay, you, you, you're supportive of uh, land expropriation without compensation. How, how, what is your opinion about managing the process in a way that it, 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 it spurs on further growth, but it, it also allays the fears of people who are very, very panicky about it, including the, the global economic community? You see, uh, Ashraf, I, I just want to cut to the chase. When we say land expropriation without compensation, it shouldn't be like a synonymous to hate twice. No. I'll tell you an example, Ashraf, before even I address growth or encouragement of growth. Let me tell you, you know, since, 20, uh, since 1994, how many, you know, political elites, more especially from the ANC, who bought farms? Too many. They bought farms. And in, when they were buying these farms, including our current president, when he was he's buying farms, where he's busy, you know, selling buffaloes, he never thought of land expropriation. They buy farms for themselves. And then these farms they are buying, they never thought that, first, why can't we make sure that the citizens themselves have places for houses and so on and so on. All I'm trying to tell you, Ashraf, we are, we are dealing with hypocrisy. When I, if, if RNSA will be in power in 2019, I'm not going to expropriate only the land that, you know, people pursue, maybe the land that was taken by force before 94. I'll even expropriate farms that these political elites bought since 1994. Okay, so even, even from black farmers in that case, you say, right? I know. When yeah. you say black farmers, you are very general, Ashraf. Mm. No, I'm you said of the political I'm elite. About, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about political elites who even some of them use money through their influence as political leaders of our current government since 1994. We must check them and we must audit them. You'll see. Some of them own bigger squares of land, farms and everything. So these people, they are hypocrites because... Why do we talk only about expropriating before 94 or even before that? While we have people who have been benefiting by, you know, acquiring more lands themselves, okay. forgetting the people they say they represent. All right. I'm very interested to get your thoughts on uh, political funding that now needs to be revealed. You mentioned from the beginning that, you know, if you don't get funding, you can't run a party. Even the big parties struggle, right? What's your thoughts on now that it's going to be compulsory for uh, political parties to, to reveal their, their funding sources? You know, Ashraf, it's very important to do that because you can't have political parties that seek to uphold a constitution while they are funded by thieves. I mean, what constitution are you upholding when you are funded by someone who is a tax evader? So transparency and accountability is very important because when you look, if you do research and check how other countries experience civil wars or civil strife, you find that sometimes some are even funded by foreign forces who have got business interests. So when they see that the leadership of that time cannot agree with them, what they do, 
They look at other sectors that are not happy, and they fund them just to create civil strife, you know, so that the country becomes unstable. So okay, we, I t- totally agree with the act of political All funding. right, let, let's get more on that in a moment. Let's get to John now from KZN. Hi, John. Hi, Asha. Yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in asking your guest around the question of uh, expropriation without compensation. Um, go, go ahead, he, Yeah, can you hear me? You, can, you, you should be able to hear you. Go ahead, yes, John. Um, if he owns a car, uh, a few very simple questions, but the first one is, does he own a car? Okay, yes, you, yeah, yes. go, go ahead, right? So I, do do own, you, I do own a car. Excellent. Do you service a car? Your car? I do. Excellent. So have you ever taken a taxi? Have I ever? Taken a taxi. I said if I can hear correctly. Have you ever taken a taxi? Okay, where's this going to, John? Tell us. It'll be one more question, then I'll make it very clear. Well, please rush, because so, we don't have much if, time. Go ahead. If, he, if, he's, if he's never taken a taxi, if he's taken a taxi, uh, he's probably never... Oh, no, 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 no. He has said I yes, did, John. Sorry, sorry. I did take it. It takes almost 90% of my John. life. I only got a car soon. Excellent. So, so what I'm saying is you, you've probably never serviced the taxi, though. And so one of the challenges with expropriation without compensation is who is the ownership going to be with? Who's going to be responsible for uh, the ownership of that asset, be it a car, be it land, maintaining it so that it lasts, so that it can serve generations beyond us? Okay, you, you, what, so what's, your, what's your solution, John? Never succeeded. What's your solution? You've obviously thought this through. Quickly, what's your solution? <laughs> I, I think that there are... It has to be private ownership, but there are structures within private ownership that can leverage capitalist incentive for socialist benefit. Okay. So to equip people to benefit. I remember that. Who owns the taxi? Thanks for that call, uh, John from KZN. The show is called The Viewpoint, and it is just that. We have a cross-section of opinions all throughout the show every single night, and that certainly gets myself and the callers and the guests all collectively thinking. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint. We, uh, here's another one. If uh, Alex saying, if someone can take your empty land and after 50 years when you claim you found that on that land is beautiful building there, do you think I will just leave it? No, I will destroy the building. I'll give you the empty land. That's why we... That is why there was Kodesa from Alex uh, Motsama in uh, Mokopani. Uh, there's a couple of others which are very, very similar. Let's go back because we've got about four minutes to go with my guest, uh, the, the leader of uh, Ahang, that's Andrisa Tluyama. Uh, okay, we, okay, so we were speaking about funding earlier on, right? Um, yes, yes. Can you tell us now, like, where does your funding come from? You know, uh, uh, Ashraf, since I've been a member of parliament in 2014, I've been funding this party through my salary with my colleague, Mr. Mamadil. So we have got workers that we are paying from our salaries. The good part is that, uh, and also the constituency, you know, funding, it is also helping a lot because it helps us to do some projects in the communities, you mm-hmm. know, to help, mm-hmm. you know. So we we don't have any funder, you know. I don't want to lie to you. We don't have a okay. funder. Are you, are you not able to attract, you know, business funding? Because, I mean, l- let's say it, it has to be declared now, but, but is, is that a big problem for a party like yours? No, look, I think, you know, uh, political parties are not companies that are making profits. When you go to people that you have got two seats, 
and then we are looking for funding. There, some, most of the people who are doing business, most of them, besides the private sector, and some of them are doing business with government. So some of them will tell you that, yes, we'll give you funding, but we don't want to jeopardize, you know, you know, doing business with government. Because, the, it, it, you know, our, our politics, I, I have not yet reached, you know, a stage of maturity where people can still do business with government but fund another party. So it, 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 I can't really say we don't attract funding. I can simply say, you know, South Africa, says, in terms of, you know, business people who can fund, it has very, very small terrain. So, however, we, what, what makes us happy is that with the struggles that we have, we have, you know, maintained our independence. We have maintained our free voice. We are not controlled by anybody. We do what we think is right for our people. You know, we can be a poor party, but our ideas, our resolve, it will, it will make okay. us succeed. What, what are your thoughts about, has the, the political terrain changed with the, uh, with the advent to the presidency of uh, President Ramaphosa in terms of, your strategy and the other political parties in terms of how they still appeal. It's a lot easier to appeal to a new world when President Zuma was in power. You know, what surprises me is how South Africans are forgiving. Maybe it's because we are a religious society, Ashraf. I mean, tell me, if, 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 if now somebody has been convict, convicted as a murderer, then we say, no, let's cut his head and put a head of Jesus. The whole body is a murderer. Now, the head is the head of Jesus. So what we are saying is that Sarah Ramaphosa is a Jesus Christ who is going to change how Esma Khashoggi think, who is going to change how David Mawuza think. The whole Mpumalanga is an island of patronage. Northwest is a known story, is a mess. So Tumamina is dead on arrival. So I think, you know, it's not an issue of political parties that are struggling. Is because our communities need an education, that the ANC itself is a mission that produces corruption, that produces patronage, that produces unfairness. It doesn't matter who, even if you can call prophets to lead it, a prophet will end up not knowing what to say anymore. Okay, which brings like me on, is. which brings me on, we got about a minute to go, about the, the, the politics of coalition politics. What's your plan in terms of collaboration with other parties going into the election and coming out of the 2019 election? Ashraf, I don't think it's a matter of choice. I think now it's a a matter of, it's no longer a matter of choice. It's a matter of necessity. You know, the ANC, it was a big party. So for us to deal with the ANC, it will require all political parties to think broad and make sure that we put our citizens first. We make sure that we put this country first. Collision is necessary, very much necessary than ever before. So RNSA will be looking for coalition partners even after 2019, where we'll be guided by our constitution, do you not, think, uh, not, not, of our, not our ideology. And, and do you think, we've got 30 seconds to wrap up, do you think we'd be in a position where a coalition government will, will rule the country in 2019? It will not be the ANC on its own? It is going to rule the country, the coalition in 2019. I, what I'm afraid of, which I pray that it doesn't happen, is this coalition uh, political parties not to dwell much into their selfish interest to put South Africa first. ANC is gone. Whoever loves the country he, 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 he is someone who is actually enjoying 
going to funerals. Okay, let's leave it at that. Uh, we will chat to you, I'm sure, down the line. Absolutely. Andres Tluyama, uh, thank you for your time, right? Uh, Parliament, well, uh, a leader in Parliament and outside as well. We'll have the big picture coming up in a moment. Let's get the news now. It's 9 o'clock.